Thank you and good morning everyone. I'm very excited, or actually I wasn't that excited <laughs> to wake up this morning and thinking I was preaching, but I feel quite peaceful. Um, and when I say preaching, that's a fairly loose term for me also. This really came out of what I shared at Home Group a few weeks ago, and it's just an extension of perhaps um, a few thoughts that we wrestled with uh, in our Home Group, and I just wanted to expand on that today. So really what I'm talking about today are the whispers of God. Did you hear that? Oh, you did. So the microphone's working. So... um, Uh, I'm Barb and I have been part of the team here since we started and I'm married to Steve over there Um, and uh, we have two children and four and a half grandchildren so um, our lives are very busy uh, but we wouldn't have it any other way and I also want to talk a bit about busyness and um, even this morning chatting to um, a lady this morning saying how's your week been oh it was okay It started off okay, but it just got so busy, and we don't always plan it. But um, so the busyness of life can often overtake, often overtake uh, hearing from God. So I'll just expand on that a little bit. Now, to make me look even more clever, I'm going to wear glasses. (laughs) Now I can't, I can't see. Oh, does it? I can't see anyone, um, but I can see here. So that's probably a good thing. Um, I've got a few scriptures, so if you've got your Bible, you might like to look at your Bible, but they will also be on the screen. These scriptures are not in any particular order, but I will be referring to them through throughout this um, two-page um, little thing I've got to share with you today. So 1 Samuel 3, 7 to 10, I'm starting with. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again, and the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went to lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. In Kings 19, 11, 13, then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And... After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Can you you imagine that? After a hurricane comes through your house and then you hear from God. I can't can't even imagine what the noise and the the, the rocks falling down and the the mayhem that was happening, happening around and suddenly everything went quiet and there was a still, small voice. If nothing else touched me, that scripture touched me, but I'll give you a bit more on that as we go. Um, So it was when Eli heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So God had a message for him. Psalm 32, verse 7. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with um, songs of deliverance. 
in Genesis chapter 28 and 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And Philippians 1.3, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And that's the end of my sermon. <laughs> so from start to finish. <laughs> So I, I, if you've got a pen, I'd like you to write down a few questions today or if you've got a phone or whatever uh, and ask yourself these questions. They're questions that I've asked myself over the last few weeks and have had to really dig deep to find some answers. Um, so this is really um, all about me, um, hoping that God will speak through what I've experienced in this small journey of discovery of hearing God's voice again. Um, so it started with a few weeks ago and Russ um, was preaching and he said something like, um, uh, I'm not sure if I had it in the right context, but how I heard it, uh, which is interesting, um, that um, God still loves you even if you're not spending as much time with him as you want, as you should. And I thought, yes, <laughs> because sometimes I don't spend enough time with God, but it was a reminder that God still loves me. Um, and then I walk most mornings, or well, Steve would say not most mornings, but in my head I walk most mornings. Um, and I put my iPod on and I listen to sermons or I listen to um, conversations from the ABC, amazing stories of people's lives and what they accomplish or achieve or what happens to them. But this one morning I was listening to Bill Johnson from Bethel Church in the US and he was teaching about the Holy Spirit and uh, how we hear from him and um, he said these words that we can all listen and hear from God but we've got to spend time with him. And I thought, okay, God, I'm starting to get a message here that yes, I used an excuse that you still love me even though I'm not listening to you. But on the other side of that, if I want to hear from the Holy Spirit, I need to be putting myself in a place where I can hear from him, not just keep going the way I was. And so um, I confess my sins before you all this morning <laughs> that I haven't been doing perhaps as much as I should have been in that space. Um, so when I shared this um, at um, at home group, um, some of these insights, it really did start to uh, speak into my heart and resonate with what he was calling me to do. Um, I can remember as a young person when I was about 14, which is quite a long time ago, and I can remember sitting, I'd gone to a youth camp, and it was a youth camp in the Salvation Army where Steve and I grew up, and I can, I'd gone for a walk down to the beach and uh, sat on a rock and said, what, what, why am I here? Um, and God really spoke to me and said, I have a plan for you. And he gave me that plan and um, said, this is what I want for your future. And um, uh, so I was really hearing from God and it changed everything about my relationship with him. You know, in the Salvos, you have many opportunities to become a Christian from around four onwards. Um, and so I'd been a Christian for a long time by the time I got to 14, um, uh, but never had really heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And when he spoke to me, I thought, 
this is amazing. I can suddenly make decisions because God is speaking to me and I can hear his voice. And of course, I took that into my adulthood and started to hear from God in various ways um, when I would spend time with him and sometimes um, just surprise me at times um, with something out of the blue that um, I had to be obedient to. Um, Sometimes I don't hear at all. Anyone else like that? Hands up, please. <laughs> Good, I'm not alone. <laughs> um, so sometimes I really have to press in to hear from God and um, sometimes to even challenge uh, how close I am to him to be able to hear from him. So I think we've all got different journeys. But this church definitely invites people to hear from God. Um, there's many opportunities in our services for people to share something that the Holy Spirit is um, speaking to you um, and... Um, uh, or to pray for someone and we've had some beautiful ministry over the last few months as we've shared in this place um, and in our home groups and in other ways that we have been sharing in prayer in prayer groups and um, in our, our, what was it called, the um, Activate. Yeah, so some pretty amazing things have been happening as people have started to um, come along on this journey with us um, around hearing from the Holy Spirit and being obedient. So that's sometimes the tricky bit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, but over this time, I've also realised just how probably slack or lazy I'd become in spending time with God and. Uh, um, that's that's what I had to challenge when I started to think about what I was actually talking about. Um, so someone else, um, I've just realised in the last, since I've been looking at this, how loud my life has become. Um, so it was very timely for our conversation this morning about the busyness of the week and how loud life has become. I haven't always worked full-time and about 18 months ago I took a full-time role and um, that has been quite a shock to me and it doesn't leave a lot of time after, you know, you get home at night and cook your husband a meal and do all his ironing and washing and clean the house and then... <laughs> But we serve each other. <laughs> um, so my life has become quite busy, I must say, and um, uh, and then travel and all sorts of things that our li life is involved around. Um, but I think that he still can get his message across and it takes some effort to do that. Uh, so the... I'll talk a little bit more around that in a second. But I think we're all on a different journey. Um, but questions I have asked myself over recent days, and you might like to ask, this is the first question you can write down if you like. How do I really discern what God is saying? How can I really understand what he wants to say to me? What is he saying to me? How is he saying it? Um, is what I'm hearing really what he is trying to speak into my into my life and into my decision-making. The second question is, how do I quieten my life enough to hear the divine whispers that draw me closer to him? So in the busyness, that's you know, you might find yourselves in that same place. To answer these questions, um, I needed to challenge my hearing problem, and it's not just the ringing in my ears that I hear. I should 
get someone to pray for that today. I keep remembering it when I'm quiet and I think, oh, I forgot to ask someone to pray for my ringing in the ears. Um, so I'll, I'll keep that someone can pray for me after the service. That would be great. Um, but I have... Um, but the things I have in my life that hinder me or deafen me um, to hearing his voice. And that inability to hear his voice means I sometimes lose my way and I lose my voice. And you might say, well, how do you lose your voice? Because we all have something to say. I've found most people in life want to talk either about themselves or their situation or something. Um, and we don't always take enough time to stop and listen. So... Um, can I just say that when you hear from God, though, it can be a solution to a thousand problems. And all of the things that you thought would work are pushed aside and God says, this is how I want it to happen. And that's when we start to see real fruit uh, in that time with him. So just like Jacob, I didn't see God when he was there all along. You know, we read that scripture before. Um, Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. How many times in the last 12, 18 months I've thought, God's just not here. I, I just can't find him anywhere. And, and this verse reminded me that surely God was there all along and I just didn't see him. So it wasn't that God had walked away, it was really that I had. And so making that choice to come back to him is... Um, what I need to do. So I ask all of us today, is God's voice the loudest in your head? So hearing from God is the key to discovering our destiny and fulfilling our potential in him. So sometimes I'm deafened by, and we were, you know, we'd all be deafened by different things, sometimes I'm deafened by negative self-talk. Not good enough, I'll never get there. They don't respect me. They don't see how good I really am. All of those things um, uh, come in to crowd out God's voice. Um, and just doesn't give God a chance to have a foot in and put his wisdom into my life. It's always been created out of my own wisdom. And at times um, I've listened to criticism. Like we've all had people criticise us at times and it's how we accept that criticism that can either help us move forward or, or stops us in our tracks. So it's sometimes criticism, criticism so much so much so that I can't believe anything, about my, anything else about myself. So for years as a younger person, I never could understand why my father didn't love me, which is another whole story and probably pretty boring by this stage in my life, but um, I had to struggle with that for a long time and we had a talk a few weeks ago about the Father Heart of God and what that means and went through that in our home groups. Um, uh, so, so I could never work out that I was good enough for Dad to hang around and in fact it was probably a good thing that he did move on. Um, but that was a criticism that I would get, you're, a, you're from a sole parent family, I mean, that's so different these days, you know, 40, 40 years. 40 years since... Uh, since <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was different back then. My mum was, um, you know, she was one of those single parent 
mums in a school and you had not enough clothes to wear to school or you didn't have lunch in your lunchbox. So those sort of things you would get criticised for, which really, and we all know, compound in a person's life until they can find out who they really are in Christ. That wasn't even my notes. So you just got that little snippet of my life for free. <laughs> um, so sometimes I hear the voice of condemnation that drags me through that stream of lies and that just you just get washed down this pathway of self-deprecation, um, is that the word, of not believing in yourself. That's probably a better way of explaining it. Or finding that um, you've been washed so far down the stream that it's really hard to come back up. Without silencing these things, though, they become louder than the voice of God and eventually deafen me, and I would suggest all of us, deafen us to hearing God's voice. Um, that's one of those dramatic pauses, by the way. <laughs> Prince Harry can do it so well. <laughs> um, so all of that sounds pretty dramatic, but the truth is we have all got things that become louder in our lives and hearing God and need, we need strategies to get back into his presence. In my workplace I'm in charge of people and culture and uh, I'm often talking about communication skills and you know the number one barrier to having highly effective teams is poor communication and you know we often um, I often talk about what is the key number key one <coughs> key thing in communication that you need to remember. Can anyone tell me? Perfect. Listening. So listening is definitely um, a good way to have a, a, a healthy communication so that you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand where they're coming from before you jump in and give your opinion. Um, but we live in a culture where everyone wants to be heard and has something to say and that's probably because we do so little listening as people. We all want to share what we have got to share. But from an evangelistic perspective, um, I think it's really important to, uh, to know that <clears throat> the best way to get people to listen to us is to have something that God has said to us to share. To share what he is saying to us would be far more effective than having something that we think or have an assumption of or think that we have got all the wisdom. So hearing from God <coughs> um, really is about listening to him and then sharing it and speaking out his wisdom and truth and love. So why does God so often speak in whispers? I was reading a beautiful description of the intimacy of whispers and when someone speaks in whispers, you have to get really close to hear them speak. Um, I don't know if anyone whispers anymore. I was only thinking about that. Do, when do I ever whisper to anyone? <laughs> I could start that, but everyone gets suspicious then and they go, oh, what you say? <laughs> but I remember that um, when the kids were little, you know, they'd, I'd say, come here, I've got something to tell you. And they'd come up and I'd go, grab them and say, I love you, and trick them, you know, so they'd have to come close to me and get away from whatever else they were doing. And... Um, <clears throat> Steve doesn't do that, but perhaps we could try that. <laughs> Marriage 101. <laughs> it is in there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, so I just love that, um, that 
when when you get close to hear someone, yeah, it's quite an intimate thing. So we're not all going to start whispering to each other after church, for instance. Um, but <laughs> it is quite an intimate thing, and it's usually with someone you love or trust or that they've got something really special to tell you. And so you gather and you go closer and you become more intimate in that closeness. And I just see God as being that person to us. So we lean towards a whisper and that's got what God wants. The goal of hearing our Heavenly Father's voice isn't just hearing his voice, it's intimacy with him. He speaks in whispers because he wants to be as close to us as divinely possible. He loves us that much. So he really wants to draw us closer. In the scripture we read earlier, we saw God demonstrate his inside voice, that God does not always shout but becomes a small quiet voice and whispers to us. I can remember when the girls used to go shopping and one of our daughters was really loud, really loud. <laughs> Everywhere she'd go, you'd know she was there. And our other daughter is far more conservative. And so Melinda would always say to him, use your inside voice, Emily. We're in the shopping centre and we don't want everyone to hear everything you've got to say. And so that reminded me of, of God, the inside voice and the outside voice and when it's the most appropriate time to be loud and the most appropriate time to be quiet. Um, but we were talking about Elijah and um, the back. The background to Elijah's story is that he was actually hearing from God. Thank you, Russ, for reminding me of that the other night. And he had been hearing from God and being very obedient to God. And he was running away from Jezebel. He was the last one standing and he was running for his life. And he finally got to the desert where he, was, where he ran to, um, came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in its shade and just wanted to die at that point. But he fell asleep and suddenly an angel shook him awake and said, get up and eat. And he ended up walking for 40 days and nights in the desert all the way to the Mount of God to Horeb and that's where we found him in the cave, um, asleep, um, just waiting to hear or waiting for the people to catch up with him to take his life. So we picked the story up in First Kings 19 where we read before. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. So you can sort of get a picture of how Elijah was feeling in the cave and really wanting God to intervene and do something amazing and was waiting for him to really show himself. Then he said, go out and stand on the, the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by. And this is where we talked about the great and the strong wind and the, um, the earthquake and the fire. But the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a still small voice. I just love that, that God speaks in a still small voice. In the tumultuous condition of our lives sometimes, he wants to come and speak in a still small voice. Not his outside voice, not his loud voice, not his shopping centre voice, his still small voice. 
And when our lives get loud, we run the risk of losing our sense of balance. We turn into human doings instead of human beings. And we're so busy doing life um, that it becomes too loud and our schedule is too busy. And then we forget that God is God and it takes very little to distract us. We need to build it back, though, day by day. And we need to um, build it back by listening and each day to his voice and, get, and until it gets a little louder and a little louder and a little louder until really it takes over everything else that is crowding in around us and God's voice becomes the loudest voice to us. What is one noise you could cut out from your day or your busy schedule this week so you may be able to hear God's whispers more clearly. Think about that. You might have a fairly quiet life, which is nice. Irene's just been to a retreat where you're silent for hours and days and weeks and um, you might not have that same opportunity this week, but what is one noise you could cut out from your day or your busy schedule this week so you may be able to hear God's whispers more clearly? God says to hide yourself in him, not in your busyness. Uh, that really struck me. I hide myself in my busyness. I'm too busy. Can't do that. Can't see you. Can't have you over. Too busy. Too busy. How are you? How's your week been? Too busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. It's just got to stop. And I've got to hide in God's presence so that I can hear his whispers. And I think it's working. <laughs> This week I was, you know, preparing this for the last couple of weeks, I guess, and um, thinking oh, I better start practicing what I preach. So I, I was, um, <laughs> I started to try and hear God's voice, um, and and suddenly I did. Funnily enough, I stopped to think, to listen, and I heard Him talk to me about my neighbour uh, in a way that I could pray for him. So I did that. That was the first great thing. Um, and then I was cooking, um, we had some guests over in my busy life, I had time to have guests, and um, I was cooking for Steve's mum who hasn't been well and cooking meals for her as well and cooking for the dinner and then God said, cook a pie for your new neighbour and I went, oh, really? Okay, <laughs> okay, I heard that clearly I'm going to cook a pie for my neighbour. And I cooked him an apple and blackberry pie <laughs> and um, cooked that for, our, for everyone else as well but um, couldn't get hold of him while it was still hot so I put it in the fridge and the next day finally caught him and I knocked on the front door and said, sorry I've been too busy this week <laughs> to really come and say hello but here's a pie. <laughs> And his eyes whirled up and he took the pie and said, that is so nice, thank you. He said, I haven't got my kitchen together or anything. I've been out at restaurants every night, so this will be fantastic. So just the simple things like that, you know, um, one to pray for a guy, another just to provide something very simple like a pie that takes no time. But it's, and it was just testing me, I think. God was saying, if you're really listening to me, here's what I've got to say, so you better be obedient. <laughs> so I was. I don't know if anyone's been to Perth, Western Australia, um, and the uh, King's Park, which is a beautiful park that overlooks the whole river and the city, and they have a whispering wall 
um, there. I don't know if anyone's heard of a whispering wall, but you can stand at one end and someone can stand right around the other end and you can go, hi, you're really ugly. And they'll go, what? <laughs> They've actually heard whatever you've said from this end of the wall at the other end. And I, um, I just I thought that is one whispering spot that's pretty incredible. And God said, well, where's your whispering spot? Mm, okay. <laughs> you know, at home group, we had a, a number of whispering spots. Someone had uh, their quiet place was in the quiet, another place in nature, another person in music. And so there were quite a lot of different ways to hear God in your whispering spot. Um, and as I looked in Scripture, um, it did talk about a lot of... Um, the whispering spots that were unique to certain people in the Bible. We talk about Moses and the burning bush. That was definitely a whispering spot for him where he heard very clearly from God. For Samuel, it was the tabernacle at Shiloh. For David, it was the cave in Adulam. Um, I should learn how to pronounce these words. Um, for Eli, it was in the mountain. For Daniel, it was upstairs facing Jerusalem as he was praying to his God. And for Jonah, it was the belly of a whale. So... I'm suggesting perhaps we might not all find that our whispering spot in the belly of a whale. However, we will find it unique to us and how we best hear from God. So it was a challenge for me to find my whispering spot. So my question to you is, um, where is your whispering spot and what does God say? What does God want to um, us to hear the most? So it might not be a pie it might not be praying for your neighbour, but it will be something that is unique to you and something that is in your capacity to do for him uh, in how he's gifted you. So what does God want us to hear the most? I think it's to tell you that you're not the mistakes you've made because God doesn't say that to us. He isn't there to tell us that we need labels. Um, oh, you're a great CEO or... You're a master chef or a fantastic air pilot. I'm just picking on people that we've got in our congregation now. Or a, ma a magnificent preacher. Um, you know, I don't need labels on me to say that I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person because that's who God tells me I am. Um, so I, I think um, if you struggle with any of those issues, and I do from time to time, um, it's time to let God be the loudest voice in your life. God doesn't love us because of who we are, but because of who he is. So he loves us. So when we succeed, God says, I love you. When we fail, God says, yep. When we have faith, God says, yep. When we doubt, God says, are you getting the picture? <laughs> God loves us so much that he wants to have an intimate relationship with us. He wants us to hear what he's saying. He wants us to be obedient to his voice. But much more than that, he wants us to hear his heart. So he whispers softer and softer so that we have to get closer and closer. Didn't quite get that, God. Say it again. Um, and because of that, we draw closer to him and he grabs us just like I did with those kids and says, oh, I love you, and pulls us into himself so that he can speak to us clearly. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this very thing, 
that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. None of us are mistakes. We're all made in God's image. He loves us. He wants to talk to us, basically, this message. Two final questions. Where is God leading you? Um, When you start asking God those questions, you better be careful for the answers because it might not be always in the way that you think. Um, But I can guarantee it's where you'll have the most fulfilment. And the second question is, how is God talking to you? If you can't hear his voice, consider spending more time in his word on a regular basis and being still in his presence, finding him as your hiding place, finding that whispering spot where you can take time out of busyness of life and hear his voice. If you can't hear his voice, spend time with him. God wants you to declare his goodness. God wants to point people to Jesus, wants you to point people to Jesus. God wants you to hear what he needs to say to others. God wants you to glorify Jesus through your obedience. God wants you to be so in tune and intimate with him, you hear clearly from the Holy Spirit who will lead and guide you in all truth. Psalm 145.18 says, the, um, and actually we'll go to verse 17, the Lord is righteous in all his ways. This is Psalm 145, verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. The whole chapter of Psalm 145 is such a declaration of praise and commitment to God, but I love that promise that the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Let's pray. God, I just pray that you will whisper it to us today, each one of us. Maybe we place ourselves in a quiet spot to hear from you and hear your voice clearly. I pray that you will speak and we will obey and help us to shut out the noise of life and quieten our minds and our lives. May we grow more intimate with you every day so we can hear your whispers. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. We ask you just to keep your heads bowed for a moment. It's not more spiritual, it's just uh, I don't want you distracted by other people and other things greatest privilege we have is hearing his voice Jesus died that we could come in back into relationship he said my sheep follow me because they know my voice if for some reason the voice of the savior has gotten drowned out would you just rather than run off to have coffee spend a moment and say okay God I'm hearing what you're saying today. In the midst of sharing, Barb said something and she said she realized that when things got quiet, it wasn't that God had left, but that she wasn't hearing. I just felt that she said that. There's some people here that you've, you've just kind of been away from him. And he's calling you to just back to that place of intimacy.
doesn't mean that you've lost your salvation. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't think you can, but it does mean we can lose intimacy. And we can get so busy. And so if that's you, we'd love to pray with you. When we're dismissed, I'm going to have ask Barb and Steve to just stand over here uh, on my left, your right. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to just come and, and let them pray with you. If you feel like you are hearing God, I want to encourage you to be obedient and share those things. The key to partnering with him and what he's doing in this season is that we hear his voice and then that we obey. Whether it's praying for the sick, whether it's sharing a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a prophecy for somebody, it's hearing God and then it's obeying. And I think there's many of us that are hearing, but the key then is to obey and to say, okay, I need to share that. I need to, to step out. We did a, an Activate class. A number of you were part of that. It was awesome. I'm waiting to see you activated. Come on. Okay? It was activated. Now let's, let's keep going. Let's keep it intimacy. Lord, we're so grateful that we have been able to come into your presence because of what Jesus has done. Lord, it's not just a doctrine or belief. It's a reality of intimacy with you and hearing your voice and partnering with you and what you're doing. And Lord, we just thank you for that. I ask that there would be a setting in our hearts this word about intimacy and hearing. 